Welcome to the BASAC View. We are the Battlefords and Area Sexual Assault Center, and this is an educational podcast about consent, self-healing, and keeping yourself safe. Join Kayla and Michelle as they maneuver their way into all the topics you hate talking to your kids about. Sex, puberty, body safety, growing up, and most importantly, power in no. Because consent is mandatory. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode five of the BASAC View. My name is Kayla, and with me, as usual, I have Michelle. Hello, everybody. So, Michelle, what in the world are we chatting about today? Well, last week, we talked about validation, right? Being empathetic to someone who might disclose sexual violence to you. And it kind of brought up a whole other topic around myths and misconceptions about sexual violence, sexual assault, sexual abuse, right? So there are some facts that people may not be aware of. There are definitely statistics that bother people, so they ignore them, right? They sweep it under the rug, like we like to say, and they pretend that this bad stuff doesn't exist. It can't touch me if I don't talk about it, but it's there, right? It can touch you. At the drop of a hat, your child could be molested, you could be molested, and your whole world will change in a heartbeat. Sad to say, but that's what happens. That's right. So why even talk about it? Why are we talking about it? Well, because it helps to open up that communication so that survivors know that they can talk about what has happened to them with other people, that they will be heard, and that it will help with their healing. We have to continually aim to help the survivor. That should always be the end goal. And not only that, but this opens up the communication so that we can talk to our kids too right? Because that's not necessarily something we're all comfortable with. That's something you and I do when we go into the schools. So this whole conversation, debunking these myths helps. Right. And it's because the truth matters. The truth matters. You know, not debunking myths can have some pretty serious consequences. It can be dangerous, right? It can impact whether a sexual assault will be deemed as a crime of violence uh, it can impact whether or not a sexual assault will ever be dis- be disclosed because the survivor may fear being blamed. We talked about that blame and shame in the past episodes. Fear of being blamed, believed, heard, and whether the survivor will be supported or not. We talked about the importance of that support. It can affect whether the perpetrator will be held accountable, right? And it can impact how organizations handle disclosures and their, and their whole policy around it. And these are just a few of the things right? Why we need to open up this conversation and why we need to debunk these myths and kind of get everybody on the same track because sexual violence is real and it's here and we need to step up the the game around it, the conversations and the helpful actions so that we can help others through it. Yeah. We have to make it safe for survivors to come forward. We have to make it such a comfortable topic so that parents feel confident speaking to their children because it can be uncomfortable and it is uncomfortable and it should be uncomfortable, really. Yeah. Yeah. 
we have to create a conversation that has meaning and understanding around the subject of harboring sexual abusers in the family or in the community. And that's probably another podcast no topic that we will talk about, but it's very unsafe to harbor sexual perpetrators in your family. And these people, they need help. They need the support. And we're here to tell you, it's out there for you. We just have to break through the family shame, that awkwardness and the secrecy of it all. Because if we don't, the cycle, it will continue in the family. And it needs to be stopped. But you guys, if it can't, if no one's talking about it, then you're letting it happen. Right? You're just as bad as the bad guy. And remember, we talked a little bit about disclosure and um, duty to report, Mm, right? Which will be another podcast as well. But you can't let that keep happening, right? And we see and we hear all kinds of things here. And we're researching all the time. Um, We're talking to kids, our counselors. Like, we hear things and things that people truly believe are not true. Mm Mm-hmm. That it's a myth. And sometimes this prevents them from disclosing and talking to people about what happened to them. So we have to address those things. We work very hard here. Our counselors work very hard here to help people find their voice, to help them heal. And, you know, sometimes we have to go head to head on those beliefs that people have that are preventing that healing. You know, that it's somehow their fault. They wore the wrong thing. You know, that sort of thing. Just because you wore a red skirt doesn't mean that Anybody had their right to hurt you. Uh, Another belief, it's only strangers or criminals or social outcasts, so to speak, that are the ones who commit sexual violence. I mean, that's not true. Yeah, and we hear it all the time, that it only happens in dark and dangerous places. It's outside usually when it happens. When the survivor is drinking or wearing those big red Louis Vuitton heels, right? Mm, right, right? Myths, you guys. So let's do it. Let's debunk some of these misconceptions. Let's get her going. Let's do it. Okay, so one myth that we have heard is that um, sexual assault occurs um, usually by a stranger. It's a stranger doing the assaulting. Yeah. That's a big, big, big myth. Myth. Because the fact is that in most cases, I want to say between 80, 85%, it's probably more. Yeah. The offender is known to the survivor. That's right? a scary statistic. Mm-hmm. That's a very scary statistic. It happens along a lot of the time under the familial roof, right? We've talked mm-hmm. about that in a past episode. Yeah, big statistic, 80 to 85%. And we just mentioned it, harboring, right? If it's somebody you know and somebody in your family, I know we want to protect the family and all of the... Um, you know, judgment that's going to come from that and the dysfunction and people are going to talk. So what? That is not the priority. So you're going to let Uncle John do that to the next niece? Right. Why are we putting Uncle John on a pedestal and not our little Susie on the pedestal? Yeah. Right. Why are we not protecting Susie, but we're okay with protecting Uncle John? Yeah. To keep on repeating what he's doing. Very twisted misconceptions. Yeah. Very twisted. Absolutely. So number two, second myth, you guys, sexual assault happens because men simply cannot control themselves. We've heard that. (laughs) Absolutely. The fact is sexual assault is an act of violence against another person where sex is the weapon. I repeat, sex is the weapon. Sexual assault is a crime. We all have the ability to control our behaviors and actions. All of us. Doesn't matter about sex or gender. 
men can't control themselves. Baloney. Baloney. Men can. Okay, next myth that we have is if somebody was drinking or they were drunk when they were sexually assaulted, it's it's kind of their fault. They shouldn't have been drunk. They were asking for it, mm-hmm. right? Ooh, victim blaming. Wrong. A sexual assault survivor is never responsible for the attack. Responsibility always lies with the offender. People know when they're doing wrong. People know that, right? And so that reminds me about that case. Like, I think it was like 2015 or something like that, that Brock Turner, (laughs) right? That swimmer, that jock, that highly revered, right? And that he was raping an unconscious girl. She was drunk. I think it was um, you know, behind a been dumpster. At, they'd been at a frat party or something behind a dumpster. She was unconscious, and thank goodness those two people on bikes came by and caught him. Yeah, right. But he got a ridiculous sentence, wasn't yeah. it? Six six months, I want to say, or something measly yeah. like that. Six months. Another yeah. prime example of why women. Don't come forward. Right. A six-month sentence. A six-month sentence. And his dad, he called on the judge to grant his son's probation, saying that he had already paid a steep price for 20 minutes of action. It wasn't even her fault. It was his son's fault. That's disgusting. Right? He said he will never be his happy-go-lucky self with that easygoing personality and welcoming smile. His every waking minute is consumed with worry, anxiety, fear, and depression. You can see it on his face, the way he walks, his weakened voice, his lack of appetite. Well, you know what? He should have kept it in his pants. Poor Brock. Poor hey, Brock. Give me a break. Apple clearly does not fall far from the tree in that family. <laughs> right. Right. <sighs> okay. Okay, so anyway... <laughs> Okay, we're on to myth number four. She was not to blame. That's right. All right, myth number four. Once a person starts to engage in a sexual activity, they cannot change their mind. If you're in, you're in. Wrong. Big myth, obviously. Right? Everyone has the right to have control over what happens to their body. They can choose with whom, when, and for how long any activity takes place. Mm -hmm. Does not need to just be intercourse. No matter how far along or even during sex, a person can change their mind. I love this. A kiss is not a contract. I love that too. Yes. A kiss is not a contract. Absolutely. Remember that consent, you guys. It's reversible. It's reversible. You can take her back. Yep. Okay, our next myth. Men cannot be sexually assaulted. We hear that frequently. I've had conversation with men who have been sexually assaulted right? They can be, and they are sexually assaulted every single day. It can happen to any guy. It doesn't matter of his sexual orientation or his size or his strength or his appearance or his race, right? It can happen at any time to any man as well. And it does. It does happen. It's a lot more stigmatized. Men come forward even less than women do. And women come forward very rarely. Yeah. Just to put it in perspective. Yeah. Because, again, there's that shame and I should have been able to fight them off. That sort of thing. You know, that it comes with... I wasn't being a man in that moment. It it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. Myth number six. 
Children do not need to know about child sexual abuse and talking about it with them will only frighten them. Talking to them about it will only protect them. Yes, let's dive right in. Numerous educational programs are available to teach young children about body safety skills and the difference between safe and unsafe touches, which is exactly what Michelle and I do. It's what we do. Yep. Right? Uh, This knowledge can be very empowering for kids and research demonstrates it's similar to other safety programs, such as like teaching kids to cross the street or Mm -hmm. fire drills, for example. Mm -hmm. Uh, Children are not more frightened after participating. They're safer. They're knowledgeable. They're empowered and they're confident. Right. And they know how to talk about it. If something happens to them, then they know how to talk about it. If some, if, if their abuser or assaulter threatens them, they know because you've had that conversation with them that if somebody, this happens and someone threatens you, they are not going to kill me. Like they said, so come talk to me, come tell me immediately, run, shout, tell. Yeah. It protects them. It does not frighten them. And I mean, you can certainly talk to them in, in a big, scary way and make it scary for them. For sure, but why would you do that? Yeah. Right? We have a big focus in our programming with our pre-K to grade four. We have a big part of our programming where we talk about supportive adults and safe adults. And we ask the kids to list three or five safe adults that they know. And what is a safe adult? What's the difference between a safe adult and a not safe adult, right? Mm -hmm. These are conversations you need to have. And your kids need to know that they have safe adults that they can turn to if they need to, who are going to believe them. That's right. Which was our topic last week, right. right? Okay. So another myth that we hear is that if someone doesn't report it to the police, it wasn't sexual assault. It just didn't happen. Just didn't happen. He or she must not be too worried about it. They didn't report it. If someone doesn't kick, fight, scream, If someone doesn't cry or appear visibly upset, if there's no bruises and no cuts and no physical injuries, right? If they can't recount all the facts in the proper order, it's probably not sexual assault. It's probably not sexual violence. They're probably just lying and looking for attention. Big myth. You know, the other day, my husband scared me in the middle of the night. I was down, I had been sleeping downstairs because um, the internet tower is banging on the house. And so I was sleeping downstairs and I got up to use a washroom and I just was using the flashlight on my phone. And I came out of the bathroom and there was somebody standing in full clothing at my front door. So it's kind of across the house with their flashlight shining right in my eyes. And I literally froze. Like, I froze. I could not say anything. I couldn't even think. I was like, this is where it ends. (laughs) You froze because you were not prepared. No, that's right. And it was just my husband who had gotten dressed. Luckily, yeah. And he was going to just go look outside at the tower and see why it was causing so much ruckus. But in my mind, it was like, okay, somebody's at my front door. Yeah. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning. They have all their clothes on. They have a flashlight. They have a flashlight. You know, and I just couldn't process that. So when people say, oh, they couldn't recall all the facts, you know what? There's a little shock factor that happens that you can't hardly believe this is happening to. And everybody handles those scenarios different. You know, some people can handle that better than other people can. 
Some people would have been in defense mode if they saw somebody outside their house with a flashlight glaring in, right? I couldn't even scream. Like, I just froze. Totally. That's fear. And they weren't even touching me. They were like 30 feet away from me. Right. And that's fear. Total fear. Yeah. So, yeah, just a myth, right? Okay, we're moving on. Myth number eight. Someone in a committed relationship cannot be assaulted by their partner. That is just... Married couples. Yeah. Cannot assault one another. Right? Big myth. No means no, whether you're married or not. Absolutely. Whether you're in a committed relationship or not. There's sometimes you just don't want the other person to touch you. You're just having a day. You're just not in the mood. You're just whatever. And just because they're married doesn't mean they have total access to you. 24-7. Yeah. And they get to take it. Entering into a relationship does not give anyone the right or ownership of another person's body. Even in a committed relationship, there are still two separate human beings involved and they each have the right to communicate no. Right? That's right. Being in a committed relationship is no different than any other kind of hookup when it comes to consent. Therefore, every time two people engage in sexual activities, consent must, must be obtained. That's right. It must be given. Yep. Okay. Myth. Teaching children their proper names for their body parts, or also known as genitals, will make them grow up too quickly and frighten them. Cutesy names are fine for young children. And if you haven't listened to our podcast number two yet... This is what it was about. Yeah. Right. We're taking the snot boxes and the coochies and the walnut whips out of the conversation. I'm trying to think of walnut, <laughs> walnut whip. Yeah. And we're calling them what we are, what they are, because we want them to be able to talk about their body parts. We want them to be able to talk to their doctor about it. We want them to be able to identify, hey, neighbor, neighbor, Phil touched my vagina yep as opposed to neighbor phil licked my cookie all right well don't let him have your cookie right so it's it's a way to protect them and when you're making it all cutesy and you know kind of staying away from that conversation you're teaching them also that your body parts are something to be embarrassed about right or ashamed of Mm -hmm. and we never talk about them Right. I mean, maybe back in the day that was it, but we can't, we can't do that anymore. That didn't work. (laughs) Clearly that did not work. They have to be able to talk about their bodies without that shame and that embarrassment. Yeah. Okay. Myth number 10. Women can prevent their own sexual assault by simply not drinking to excess at parties and being careful of who they choose to hang around with. Holy moly, Michelle, I didn't know it was that easy. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, so let's all just stay home, us girls. And that way we're going to be safer. I mean, let's not teach our men and, I mean, women too, right? What about teaching them not to be assaulters? What about putting that onus on them and saying, yeah, don't do it. Right. I should be able to go walking down a walking path in my community. Right. I should be able to go visit, I mean, not right now during COVID, but I should be able to go hang out at your house and then be able to walk home after at one o'clock in the morning. That's right. I should. I don't. (laughs) Right? 
But just because I did and something happens to me doesn't make it my fault. At the end of the day, sexual assault is a crime that can happen to absolutely anybody. And it happens only, only because of a choice made by the offender of the crime. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, we need to have the conversation surrounding treating people with respect and equality. And if you see someone in a vulnerable position, just step up and be a friend. We say that all the time. We say that in our high school programs the Mm -hmm. most. Just look out for each other, you Mm -hmm. know? Be a friend. Look out for one another. Keep each other safe. Keep tabs on one another. And that's, you know, kind of we we've talked about this too, is that our boys, and I, I, I use men and boys because we do know that that's the biggest statistic for who does the assaulting, mm-hmm. but women do it too. So I, we don't want to, you know, stereotype this. However... We all have heard about locker room banter, right? That's the that's the epitome yeah. of rape culture. That's the beginning stages of rape culture yeah. is that locker room banter, right? Yeah. The names, the jokes, the catcalls. That's the bottom of that rape culture pyramid. Yeah. And we, so we teach that. And we tell the boys, like, just because um, they're your buddies and you know what's wrong, then you need to step up and you need to say, guys, come on, let's change the subject or this just change cool. the subject. Yeah. Right. This isn't cool. Yeah. Like there is a little bit of, um, I want to say duty to protect there as well, but men be fierce in protecting your women, right? Be fierce in protecting your girls and girls that goes for you too, right? There's locker room banter in women's conversations as well. Absolutely. There is. Yeah. But when it's hurtful and harmful and you can see it's going in a way wrong direction. That's crossing a line. Step up. Yeah. I know we don't want to because we're going to get teased by the men for being a wussy or, you know. But quite frankly, that's okay. That's okay. So Doing the big thing yeah. is okay. Yeah. And I think more more people need to step up and do that, right? Yeah. All the jokes. and Because men do have a role to play in ending sexual violence. Absolutely. And again, because sexual violence is and always will be a community issue. And so we need everybody in the community to take part um, in that conversation, to take part in creating that change, right? It starts with all of us. We all have to be just a little bit more aware and conscious and be accountable for our actions. Accountable and fierce in saying absolutely no more. No more. I mean, we've got still a long road ahead of us um, in terms of, you know, putting a stop to it. But every little bit helps. Every little bit helps. Every conversation helps. Yep. Yep. Because it's not awkward and it's not awful. And to talk about it. And it doesn't create more of that happening, right? It creates that safety, that protection, that, mm, you know, more comfort in having people step forward. So I would like to end this podcast with a really beautiful and powerful quote that I found. Um, Unfortunately, I could not find the name of Mm -hmm. the author for the quote, but man, is it powerful. You are not your abuse. 
You are not what they did to you. You are not your trauma. You are the cleverness that survived. You are the courage that escaped. You are the power that hid and protected a tiny spark of your light. You will fan that spark into a bonfire of rage and love. And with it, you will burn all their lies to ash. Powerful. That's a great quote. Thank you, Kayla. And I just want to say that some of the facts and myths that we got off here were also, uh, you know, ones that we found in, in some of our research that we've done. And so, yeah, giving credit to the people who have done that research. And there's That's many great. more, you guys. We we hammered through 11 on this episode, and there's there was like, umpteen of yeah. them. Like, there's lots. Yeah. So we always encourage you guys to do your own research on this stuff as well. Especially if you fall into the trap of those myths, right? Which a lot mm-hmm. of people do. But we are debunking. We're in the <laughs> business of debunking. <laughs> So with that, that is the end of episode five. Please do not forget to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. And you guys share these episodes out for us because every little bit of interaction helps us. Absolutely. It's fun to see uh, my friend sharing it. Absolutely. It's cool. Thank you. All righty. Thanks for hanging out with me again, Michelle. Always a pleasure. (laughs) See you guys. Bye. Bye.